podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. No breaks. No breaks. No fear. No fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Well, it took until June, but we had a couple of firsts in British Speedway this season. A first superheat and a first win for Peterborough. Harris, the hero, Hobtoft wins it. And the Crenda Panthers win their first Premiership meeting of the year. Chris Harris, the hero at the East of England Arena. We'll hear from Bomber in just a little bit. We've also got interviews with the two team managers as well, Simon Stead and Rob Lyon. Plus, there was defeat for Wolves and the National Speedway Stadium. We'll bring you the thoughts of Mark Lemon and Peter Adams as the Aces finally put that Wolves hoodoo to rest. For a week at least. And at this moment in time, things are going well. Our special guest this week is Ipswich team manager Richie Hawkins. The Ipswich Witches are Heat 15 last heat decider specialists. And that was the case recently last week when they took on the Kings Lynn Stars. We'll reflect on that meeting and look ahead to the Premiership Pairs, which takes place at Foxhall this Thursday. It's a cracking lineup. We'll run through all of that in detail very soon. And we've got some reaction from the Championship as well. We'll speak to Jason Edwards, who's having a busy time at the moment. Plymouth's Gary May. And we'll also hear from Stuart Dixon, Kyle Howarth, and we catch up with Joe Alcock and see how he's doing after that bad crash a couple of weeks ago. All to come on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. So all that and much more to come this week on No Breaks, No Fear. My special guest this week is the team manager of the Ipswich Witches, who were top of the Premiership until Bellevue managed to get back on top of the perch on Monday. But he is Richie Hawkins. Hi, Richie. Hi, Ian. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you along and, and, and get an update on everything happening at Foxhall because it's been a busy time. We're going to talk about the pairs meeting, which is this Thursday, very soon. And, of course, your matches over the last week or so. And, of course, um, more meetings coming up over the next week as well. But just overall for Ipswich, quite a contrast to last season. Everything seems to be clicking mostly for you now at the Witches. As I say, top of the league until Monday, but you've got a match in hand on Bellevue. And um, you've got a former world champion who's delivering massive scores week in, week out. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a great start to the season, really, in the in the league. Um, one <clears throat> disappointment at home to Sheffield, but uh, you know it's still very early days. But it is nice to get to the top of the league, even you know at any point. So yeah, good to be there, especially after last year, which was really tough. And um, I think you know positive positivity is coming back around around it. Just now, hopefully, the fans are sort of getting back behind us, and and you know. It's been a tough, tough few few months for them, and with last year, and then obviously the cup campaign was was pretty terrible as well. So really, to start the league well and see see the progress and see the boys, they're getting better. I don't think we're anywhere near where we could be, but um, yeah, to be to be winning meetings without really, I think, performing is is a very good good sign at this time of the year. And of course, there's a long way to go before the trophies are handed out, as we well know. Um, and actually finishing top of the league, whilst that gives you an advantage going into the playoffs, it does all boil down to that. But getting these wins on the board must surely breed confidence within the side, but also, as you say, within supporters as well, who are going to be more excited to come down the following weeks and, and track your progress and, and will you on to success again? Yeah, it's good. I mean... We don't want to be like we were last year, where even now we were already at this stage of the season chasing chasing the fourth spot, and we were, we were we were struggling already. So um, it's nice to be in the playoff race 
we're in a in a decent position coming up to sort of you know we've got Peterborough home and away next week and then we're nearly there at halfway through and we, we're looking to to be in a good position. Um, but yes, as you say, it's really about getting everyone in form, ready for for the playoffs. But you need to be in them, and you need to you need to be um, you need to be in a position to to, to make the playoffs. And you don't, I probably don't want to go into them straight the last couple of meetings desperate desperate for points to get in get into the fourth spot. You you know if we can go in there in good form, in a good position, then that 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 will help us. As you'll know. Maybe from last year, you know, you can go along and build a team and things maybe fall apart, unexpected things happen and your season can be turned upside down. For you, what have been the surprises so far this season in the Premiership? Probably Peterborough. Uh, we went there for the first first two meetings and that was very good. Um, they was very good. I don't think we was bad. I think they was very good, but they carried, they had the buzz still from last season and I I haven't been to Peterborough since then, and but it seems to have dropped away. And I obviously had a brilliant result last night, um, great result for them um, to get to, to beat Sheffield at home, which Sheffield are, are, are the best team at the moment. Um, it's a brilliant result for them. Uh, so, yeah, I think that that's probably a surprise. Peterborough struggling as they have done, but with their riders, they can click in at any time, really, or their team. So, but for us, I think it's kind of gone the way we would have expected. Uh, we started the team with some riders out of form. Um, from last season, we were in bad form. So you can't expect them to then just go straight in. Obviously, they've signed for us go straight in in March, April and be flying. It doesn't quite work like that. But we're kind of building up nicely. And yeah, led by led by Doyle, like you said, who's, who's been absolutely superb so far. Um, yeah, it's great. Great to have that. Number one, that Chris has spent a lot of money. You know, we're, Ipswich's run and we're run on a budget and we're run, run for the club to to be sustainable and, and run properly, I would say. And, uh, yeah, um, he's put a big investment in there for Doily, and it's certainly at the moment, I think it's paying off. And hopefully now now we're getting some wins and being successful, the crowds will pick up because I think there's been a couple of disappointing ones this year, um, more so than last season, I think. So hopefully the crowds will pick up, get back, get behind us, see we've got a great team. And, um, you know, that can... Chris can... Um, you know, recoup obviously what what is what is put out there on Doyle. Richie Hawkins, team manager at Ipswich Witches. His side were not in action on Monday, but Peterborough were, and they defeated Sheffield in the Premiership's first ever superheat as the reigning champions finally got off the mark for 2022. It was watched by Pete Ballinger from Clean Cut Sports. Two laps gone. Palmtoft out front, Holder looking back for his team partner. But Chris Harris on the charge here. And Harris trying to do Toby Mushelek. Here comes Harris, urged on by the Panthers fans. Can Harris get around the outside? He looks to be making the pass. And Chris Harris is through into third spot. He's now going after Jack Holder, but this will do for the Crendon Panthers. They're half a lap away from victory. Harris, the hero, Palmtoft wins it and the Crendon Panthers win their first Premiership meeting of the year. Sensational stuff from the Crendon Panthers. Chris Harris fighting his way through from the back. The main grandstand in raptures. Sensational stuff from Harris. We had to wait until June, but we have our first superheat. Thanks very much to Clean Cut Sports for bringing the coverage of it there. Let's hear from the man who won that battle then with Toby Musilak and got the win over the line, the first one in the league for 2022 for the Peterborough Panthers. 
Chris Harris. Chris Harris, that was something new for us and very spectacular. And what a super heat it was for you to come through and win it for Peterborough. Yeah, it was... Uh, I eat 15, I thought I might have just done it, but weren't quite there. And then, uh, yeah, the super heat, whatever they call it. Uh, yeah, worked well. You know, off the start, I think the clutch must have slipped or something because I just did not move. And I was like, oh, no. And I seen Tofty in front. I thought, you know, I've got to do something. I thought I'd just go and hopefully something will work and... After two laps, I built my speed up and, yeah, managed to, to get one of them and, uh, yeah, try to push Jack, but we got the 4-2 uh, or whatever it was that we needed. 6-3, we think, but... <laughs> we'll take it whatever yeah. it was. On the meeting itself, you, you won heat four really fast, won it by a mile, but then something went wrong with the bike after the race and that seemed to hold you back for a while. Yeah, we had to use a spare bike for the next two rides. Uh, we changed everything from coil to everything and then we found out it was the cutout. So, um, yeah, we managed to get it done for heat 13, obviously won that one and then... The uh, super heat we managed to get there in the end. That must do Peterborough as a whole massive good because we've been saying for weeks and weeks when are Peterborough going to win a meeting? Well, they've now won one. That must do you a real good. Yeah, the boys can build on that confidence. Obviously, some of the boys are still struggling with some engine issues and that, but hopefully we, they can sort it out for the next one. And uh, yeah, we'll work as a team to get to get everyone going. Well, there's some spectacular actions tonight, well done, Chris. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. What a way to win the meeting for the Peterborough Panthers. With us is the team boss at Ipswich Speedway, but um, a Peterborough lad himself at heart. And uh, Richie, what a way to, to finish. And we have our first superheat. And more importantly, I think Peterborough get their first big win on the board. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, I mean, I had a text. I reckon, I don't suppose they finished their warm-up lap before I had a text from uh, a friend of mine who's a big Peterborough fan giving me a bit of stick about them getting a win because I've been, I've been giving him a bit of a stick lately. And um, my dad went up uh, last night, said it was a cracking meeting. He thought he really enjoyed it. So, yeah, I've, yeah, extra drama. I mean, personally, not not a great fan of it. But um, if it can to bring anything to bring 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 more excitement into, into it or another race and. I think that's great. I think if I was uh, Steady or Sheffield, you've gone gone away from home and you've got a draw. Um, <clears throat> I think that's in speedway. That's a great result. I think a draw. It's one of the few sports where I think a draw actually provides a lot of excitement in speedway. So, is it really necessary? Um, I don't know, but. Uh, yeah, obviously worked out well for Pete, uh, Peterborough last night, but I think I'd be gutted at Sheffield to go, go away from home and get a draw and then still walk away with one point, the same as I would have done if I'd have got sick, like lost by six. So there's that, I think, it's a consideration, something maybe they'll work with over over next winter. Um, but yeah, 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 we've had a lot of talk in our meetings. It seems to be every single meeting. They'd be like, oh, we might get super heat tonight. So if it is being talked about a lot, creating a lot of interest, then, then maybe it's doing a good job. So you'd prefer more points if you're if you're the losing side in a super heat that you get what an extra bonus point for making it to that to sort of differentiate it from a a general six point loss that there is some sort of bonus to to making a super heat. Maybe yeah, I think if you're the away team, I, I mean yeah, the advantage going into the heat fifteen is obviously with with the home team because you've got the the best two riders on the home track, so it's hard hard harder on the away team I think it's it's like any new rule I guess you know you're, you're trying it out and, and there might be tweaks to it and, and it might might work great and uh, it might not I suppose that's, that's what you're trying um, but yeah it's another race for the fans as well which I think is obviously a positive positive um, you know it's obviously <clears throat> you know it's, it's the cost of living and everything is it's expensive at the moment and we want to keep the fans interested and in coming through the wanting to spend their money so if they get an, an, another heat 
then um, then that's great for them. Let's hear from the team managers of the two sides involved then. We'll hear from Simon Stead in just a couple of moments and uh, he's going to be reflecting on where it went wrong for Sheffield who had an eight-point lead at one point in the meeting. First, though, let's hear from Rob Lyon, a victorious Rob Lyon, the first time we've said that in the Premiership this season. Uh, here he is speaking with Dave Rowe. Rob Lyon, a tremendous meeting, a fantastic advert for the sport first and foremost, but but you must be so relieved and proud to finally be off the mark in, in those circumstances. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just I, I've got to be honest, after probably halfway through we were eight points down I was like we were clinging on to, to their shirt, shirt tails and I, I just couldn't see where a win was coming from if I'm honest but the way the boys responded in the last half of the meeting was was well pretty much what we saw last year many many times and uh, yeah what a fantastic last heat I mean super heat Bomber you know Tofty made a superb start and Bomber did, did what Bomber does and uh, yeah we needed that big time just a quick question. Why, why, why is, well, I'm sure if you knew the answer, you'd probably tell me, but why is Hans better away from home at the moment? Here he looks like he's struggling for pace. You saw him at Kings Lynn ride really well. What's the difference there? What's, what's going on? Well, I think it, it, it's, I mean, last week he was in the mix in a lot of the races, but it's just not quite quick enough. Um, probably not quite so much tonight, but it is down to engines. It's down to engines and, and what he feels is working, what's not working. And, and sometimes you pick the engine you think is going to work and it's not quite there and then it's back to the drawing board, etc. But it's a bit of a um, head-scratcher, but he's experienced enough to get it right. And I'm sure he will. Finally, of the boys who have been finding it tough, better signs from Scott and also from Ulrich. His best performance here by a long way. Absolutely, yeah. Both of those boys rode really well today. Um, it was a good team effort, if I'm honest. But... Yeah, I'm pleased for both of them because uh, they've both been struggling for points and, and uh, yeah, they were superb tonight. Simon said that was a hugely dramatic meeting, a very entertaining meeting, but I guess from your situation, a really cruel end. Yeah, disappointing. We, we, we sort of fell short in the la- latter heats, two, two five ones against later on in the meeting. Didn't do us any favours at all. Um, you know, quite, can't quite believe, you know, you, you do so much in a meeting, you know, they had to use a tactical substitute and we nullified that and um, just two late five ones really um, put us back on the back foot. But I think we did well to take it to uh, to superheats. Um, we just fell a little bit short, so we have to take that on the chin, um, unfortunately. Um, and we'll go again next time. There were a number of close decisions on the line decisions and clearly there was one in heat eight that you weren't happy with when the two rising stars were battling and... You feel that Dan, who made some really good gates tonight, held off Jordan Jenkins. Yeah, I didn't feel it. I know he did, and there's there's video evidence and there's also photographic evidence that Dan Thompson won that race or or got that position um, by probably half a bite length or so. So, in our opinion, from here it wasn't close. I appreciate you've already said that from uh, from where you were, it, it it was a little bit closer. But um, unfortunately, you know. All the end of the meeting, the superheats could have been avoided if we if that if that one um, result would have gone our way. But look, like I said, we have to we have to take that on the chin. It's, it's disappointing. Um, we do get something out of it, but uh, we know we need to improve. When we have a TV meeting, the referee has access to the replays to look at these close finishes or exclusions or whatever. Is there a way of? if it's possible to make it happen, to make it happen for, for non-TV meetings that are all being filmed? Oh, I think, yeah, there's, it's, not, it's probably not my job to, to try and find all the solutions. It's just it's disappointing. Um, but 
you know, if, if they had uh, if they had timing devices on 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 the, on the bikes, then that would be a fairly easy solution. But um, you know, that probably has to come from the top, and we haven't got that. We, like I said, it's it is it is what it is today. Um, it's just disappointing that um, that we go home feeling um, a little bit hard done to by a referee's decision when it's been such a good meeting. You know, there's been plenty of excitement. Uh, matches been to and fro in. Um, ultimately, in my opinion, it came down to that one refereeing decision. Sure. Quick word on Thursday, back in the pairs, heading to Ipswich. Slight change to your line-out for that meeting, but uh, looking for a big result at Ipswich. Yeah, Adam's really riding well at the moment, and, and, and so is Toby. Um, Jack's got a full workload on, and um, you know we have to try and accommodate uh, our riders where we can, and we have the opportunity to use other riders in this competition. So there's no reason not to put uh, a couple of guys who are really in top form out for us. Thanks, Simon. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, still top riders, and of course teams can change around their lineups, and uh, we're seeing that this time round in the Premiership pairs. We'll talk more about that in just a little bit because we're joined by Richie Hawkins, the team manager at Ipswich, which is Ipswich is the venue for round two of the British Speedway Premiership pairs this Thursday. But back to that fixture on Monday with Peter getting their first win. Just a word about team management, Richie. We saw there um, Sheffield were eight points up and perhaps cruising a little bit. Then we see Peterborough coming back at the side there in front, and we see often in Speedway. What do you do as a team manager to to try and manage the defence of that lead that you have when you're in that situation? Obviously, there's not much you can do in terms of changing the personnel around, but how do you you keep the the team ahead and and try and defend that lead as best you can? (laughs) That's a bit of a situation. I've been in many times. I think it seems to be a bit of a thing. Um, obviously, Sheffield did it to us. Um, you know, in the, when Sheffield won at ours, we were right up, and and they come back, and I knew they were going to come back strong. Um, I think you know the team is going to come back because, especially in the Premiership, the, the teams are so even. You 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 don't really get that many sort of teams, big big batterings or or big big wins. So. Yeah, it's kind of keeping everyone focused, not relax off. Um, yeah, keep pushing, keep everyone pushing because when your standard drops a little bit, that's when the other team will come straight back into it because they're not going to, they're, they're trying to push to get back in. They've got a tactical substitute. And um, certainly when you're using a tax, when you're away from home, the home team gets a, gets a, gets like a tax service. That's hard as well, you know, because obviously that makes them so much stronger uh, being on the home track. So, yeah, it's, uh, it'd be a tough one for Steady, but I think I'm sure it'd be be uh, quite controlled in the fact that they're they're in a good position, and I'm sure he's very confident of them going forward. And really, there you're alluding to the fact that just keeping that concentration and keeping their minds on the job with the riders and, and we had Sam Masters on last week and he was saying that often in a meeting he's just so con- so involved and concentrating on his next ride that he doesn't always have an appreciation of what his score is or what the actual score of the meeting is even he's just focused on going out there and winning but do you have to keep the riders on track and focus their minds on the significance of a particular heat? Yeah, I think yeah, you can do I think some riders are a lot more aware than others Um but yeah, that'd be something you'd be talking about as a team, I suppose. Certainly before the meeting, during the meeting, um, when you're getting together. Um, I think as a rider, I'd, I'd have said I would always have a good handle on whether you're you're winning close or, or getting 
beating a certainly from when I was riding, I'd always know that I might not wear know whether we're six up or four up, but you'd know if you're you're in the meeting or if you're doing well. So yeah, I suppose keeping everyone focused that yeah, look, we're doing well, um, but keep going or or they're coming back and you know, this 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 is this is yeah, kind of they're focused on their riding, the riders they've got they've got they've got to be focused on their racing, so I kinda of guess that's the team manager's job to make sure everything uh yeah, everyone's aware of, of what's going on. Well, the other fixture on Monday night was at the National Speedway Stadium where Bellevue finally ended their Wolverhampton hoodoo and went back to the top of the Premiership with a 51-39 win at the National Speedway Stadium. Mate Zagar scored a 15-point maximum for the Aces, who quickly recovered from conceding a 5-1 in Heat 1 to take control of the meeting. Zagar was backed up by skipper Brady Kurtz on 10-plus-1, whilst Sam Masters with 10-plus-2 and Ryan Douglas with 10-plus-1, both hitting double figures for Wolves, who missed out on a waypoint for the first time this season. Nick Morris was withdrawn for the visitors after suffering a badly grazed arm in a heat six spill we'll hear from the team managers in just a moment but um, a little bit of rivalry maybe building up between yourselves and Mark Lemon yeah, Bellevue top of the table you've got a match in hand and Ipswich went to the National Speedway Stadium and, and turned the aces over just 10 days or so ago yeah I'm sure sure Lemon will be, be very, very happy with that one obviously and stopping Wolves taking, taking a point away which you know come, come the end of the season might be significant uh, Bellevue, I think that, that that change they've made, obviously bringing bringing Matty Zagar in, is obviously um, made them a lot stronger. Uh, we, they was well, we were both weakened, I guess, last week um, on Eurosport when we was when we was uh, racing. But yeah, they uh, they're a good side again. So yeah, so Wolves and Sam's fine. Um, so yeah, it's just everything. So I think it's all on, all on the night. But they, yeah, they they'll be very happy not to to let stop Wolves taking a point away. I'm sure. Well, as far as Wolves are concerned, I think you know with Peter Adams having so much experience of being a team manager over so many years, you know he he plays his cards close to his chest, doesn't he? But he he knows that this is a a marathon and not a sprint. And I think you know he's always very quick to even if Wolves are at the top of the league to calm things down and say you know nothing's won yet. The trophies get handed out in October. You know, it's all about the the long game, and as long as you're there or thereabouts, he's always happy with that. I'm sure Pete's got everything all worked out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah, a legend, isn't he? So um, we was talking when we did the um, press day at, at Bellevue at the start of the season, and how many league titles he's won. And I think he's averaging one every three and a half years or something, something crazy like that. So he's, uh, yeah, he. Um, yeah, he's pretty, he, there's nothing he's not seen, so I'm sure he's got everything worked out, everything everything under control, and um, yeah, I'm sure Pete's got it first. Okay, well, we'll hear from Pete Adams in just a few moments' time. Um, and first, let's hear from the Bellevue team manager, Mark Lemon, who's been reflecting on that win against Wolves, ending that Wolves hoodoo with Lee Wilde. Mark, an emphatic win for the Aces tonight, and it's one that puts you ahead of the Wolves after three years, three long years. You must be glad to finally get that behind you. Didn't really focus on it too much. Um, obviously, you know, the past is the past and we've just got to focus on right now um, and look towards the future. So, you know, like I said, we've, we've sort of strengthened up um, in recent times since our last year um, and we're focused really on the league campaign. It's been a long time since uh, Bellevue have won the league um, and it's an you know, ambition and goal for us that we've set um, and at this moment in time, things are going well. 
That's a statement victory. You said in the press conference after the meeting you could measure yourself against Wolves. Where do you think this leaves the Aces? In a pretty good position. Um, you know, obviously, away form, we've probably got to look at working on that um, and, and improving, getting more points on because that's going to be at the end of the day between you know, sort of, you know, top sort of four teams. That will be the, the difference of the, the end of the season positioning. Um, and you want to sort of go into the, to the, the playoffs. And I, I know it's probably early to talk about playoffs, but, you know, we're, we've done sort of uh, four of our five uh, sort of 50% of our home league fixtures. Um, so, yeah, it's, like I said, tonight was a, a real key indicator to see where we're at. We've got Sheffield next coming up in a couple of weeks for a home match before, you know, obviously, we go to Wolverhampton next Monday. So, yeah, it was, like I said, it was a true valuation to see where we're at. I think we passed that. Um, and hopefully things can keep improving. You know, having a one to seven, you know, finally sort of on the track tonight. Um, you know, for a couple of weeks made a big difference. You know, the, the boys are gelling really well, so it's um, yeah, a really good vibe. There's been some pleasing progress from both desserts, I'd say. Norwich Bloodhorn and Tom Brennan really coming on. That must be pleasing as well because it gives you strength at the bottom of the team. Yeah, and I think um, you know. Tom sort of having sort of a bit of a busy spell with his speedway at the moment and you know, maybe just not quite performing as he would like. Um, but, you know, he's a young kid going places and, um, you know, he's going to be, there's going to be little inconsistencies, you know, he, you know sort of creeping into the game. Um, so there's nothing really to, to much to worry about. But, you know, he's doing a great job there in the Rising Star berth. And young Norwich, you know, probably unlucky not to get five points tonight. Um, he was in his second place in his last race and... Um, had a machine uh, failure so yeah good signs you know like he's progressing really good um and for a kid that's just turned 18 you know in a, you know, in a foreign country you know there's a lot to, lot to like about him so if he keeps progressing the way he is uh, i think even coming towards the end of the season we've got you know a real you know you know strong chance of uh of you know progressing nicely and just finally i want to touch on matty zaga because he seems like every time someone speaks to me professes how much he likes being back in British Speedway, how good it is being here. How positive has it been for you having him back in the team? Well, it's just been fantastic to hear him say that um, and, and enjoy Speedway again because, yeah, like, you know, it's, you get carried away with the pressures of the sport sometimes and it can sort of get you down. And, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm a, a manager that, you know, puts pressure on riders. In fact, I try and make it the opposite, try and make it enjoy themselves because they're going out there, they're, they're laying their, you know, life on the line basically and, um, and, and doing everything possible to... to to score points and you know, earn a living, so the last thing they need is added pressure. Um, and it's just if you can kind of get you know uh, someone to enjoy that that's that's you know being world class and, and still oozes class when he's on the racetrack, and it's just a delight to see. And um, and I'm glad to see he's enjoying because that was one of the main reasons uh, we spoke about you know, come back and enjoy your racing and, and see how it goes. And um, he's talking about you know, carrying on for years to come now, so <laughs> I'm not sure that's a good idea or bad. No, Matt, that's fantastic. Thank you very much and congratulations for tonight. All right, thank you very much. Yeah, it's been a long time coming for the Bellevue fans. Looking on social media, there's just such a sigh of relief, I think. It's a psychological barrier that's been overcome, I think, too, over Wolves. But what about Mark Lemon's opposite number, Peter Adams? He knows it's a marathon, not a sprint, but he's been reflecting on that with Mike Taylor from BBC Radio WM. It was a hard-fought meeting. Um, you got to such a good start, but, but you know, Bellevue were very strong. Yeah, very strong. I mean, we knew before we kicked off, you know, this would be a difficult fixture for us because uh, they've strengthened their team significantly with Zagor and, you know, you saw the score he returned tonight. So, um, yeah, difficult night, made more difficult when Nick Morris crashed out in his um, second ride, you know, so he'll be out for a few days for sure with a mastic raise on his arm. 
but um, that'll affect our pair's um, selection at Ipswich on Thursday, of course, because he was due to be there. But Ryan Douglas will uh, fill that spot now. Yes, I was. Oh, well, I was going to mention that actually. I mean, Ryan is stepping up with, with good pace for you. He's, I, I, you know, he's going to step into that role. Yeah, he rode well tonight, Dougie. And um, I mean, if you look at the score chart, we we won the second half of the meeting. You know, from eight eight onwards, uh, we held the advantage right through to the end. But um, they got some strong riders in this team, and uh, they'll uh, they'll be a handful around here all season long for sure. Yeah, I mean, we saw a lot of, there were actually a lot of quite close races in amongst them all, but, you know, they got a lot of the 50-50s, if you want to put it that way. <laughs> yeah, not enough race winners is, is the bottom line, you know, they held sway there. But um, we're not, you know, downhearted at all. We had a great performance at uh, Sheffield last week. Um, you know, I thought we were very creditable here. I mean, we haven't taken any points, but... Uh, uh, as a lot of the boys keep saying, you know, it's not now that you need to be informed, it's, it's at the end of the campaign. You know, we need to keep accumulating points for sure. Yeah, and just, I mean, a last thought, the, the, the league is starting to take shape, and what we're seeing is that most of the teams remain very close together. A lot of close matches, I mean, I think there's been a draw going to a super heat at Peterborough at the minute, so... the to my layman's eye there doesn't seem an awful lot to choose within the teams over the piece no I think uh, Peterborough will probably make some sort of change I would think soon to st- stiffen themselves up and uh, you'll be a brave bloke I think to, to bet too much money on who's going to be occupying those bottom two positions because it's uh, at the minute the league is very competitive which is good that's what we want Let's have a look back at some of the fixtures from last week. Um, Thursday, it was a bit of a local derby, another Heat 15 thriller at the um, Adrian Flux Arena. Kings Lynn 43, Ipswich 47. That must have been a sweet one for you, Richie. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's always brilliant for us to beat Kings Lynn. Um, yeah, it's great um, when you win away from home. and Yeah, it's good. There's a, there is a rivalry, rivalry there. It's a genuine one. And um, yeah, so it's... Uh, yeah, it is sweet, especially, you know, they had a little bit of a better of us. You know, I've seen the cup, I think we were well under strength, but to to go there and it's really helped our league campaign, but yeah, just to beat them anyway is always nice. And as, you know, we, we keep talking about Jason Doyle, but he has been rock solid, but then other key performances as well, perhaps Troy Batchelor, worth a mention, of course, he's going to be one of your uh, pairs in, on, on Thursday too. And, you know, he had a bit of a, a, a tricky season last year, maybe because of the break with COVID and everything and coming back into things. And he wasn't really getting enough matches, he felt, and probably improved once he started doubling up, you would argue, last season. But this year, we seem to be seeing the, the Troy of old coming back. Yeah, he's came back. He's made a lot of progress. I think Troy actually was one of the few boys, you know, he was riding um, when not over here and he had a really bad injury. So last season, probably not being busy enough, often injury as well. W didn't help him. His confidence was down. Um, but yeah, he's. I don't think he's doing as as much as we know he's capable of just yet. But there's certainly signs there. I think he's he's happier. I think he's he's progressing nicely into the season. And yeah, he's um he's done well. He's done some really important results for us. And I think it, he well well and truly sort of with them deserved his place in the team on Thursday at the pairs. And yeah, you know the pairs is a funny one for us because we got four 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 riders that could probably make a case for being in the team um, so it's, it's, it's a choice every week it kind of don't pick itself 
For those who are not 100% familiar with the Ipswich lineup, and uh, there's no reason why you would have to memorise every single team in the Premiership or indeed any league, by the way, but uh, here's the current lineup. It's Jason Doyle, Danny King, Troy Batchelor, Paul Stark, Eric Riss, Ben Barker, and then you've also had uh, Anders Rowe and Danny and Hume in the reserve berths there. So, um, a, you know, a strong team, even though you've got youth in there, it's experienced youth. And Ben Barker um, was one of your team changers. You brought Ben in to the side. He's had some great performances in the championship, of course, for Plymouth, who are, um, we'll talk more about in a little while because we've got Gary May um, coming up, an interview with him in, in just a, a while. But he's been doing great things with, with Plymouth and uh, really enjoying his speedway at the moment. And I know he's enjoying being back at Foxhall. Yeah, Ben's been brilliant. We know, you know, what you're getting with Ben. We know where we are. We kind of, we have a bit of a joke. It's not like I, uh, when things are going tough, I was kind of bring Ben in, whether that's for a guest booking or, or in my first season as manager, Ben was probably the first guy I was involved with signing. And um, he turned the season around that year. He's brilliant. So he certainly loves his time at Ipswich. Um, we get on well. I can work well with him. And he's certainly performing. And he has really helped. And he's riding. I think he's riding Heat 14. Obviously, at Kings Inn was, was the match-winning race, I guess. You know, Doily. He's, he's that good and he's at that stage where you, you, you kind of expect him to win. But um, when when the reserve, who was riding injured as well, to be fair to Ben, um, steps up and win Heat 14 like he did. Like he did. That was um, kind of set a strain to Heat 15, took the pressure off a little bit because, you know, we, we went in there only needing a 3-3. So that, that did help. The other meeting last Thursday was um, the one between Sheffield and Wolves. Of course, Wolves... Uh, we're going for a hat-trick of, of victories over Sheffield so far this season, but it went down to Heat 15 at Ollerton as well, and Sheffield needed a 5-1 to snatch victory, and that's exactly what they got in Heat 15, 46-44. Don't come much closer than that. Um, Jack Holder and Adam Ellis were the Heat 15 heroes. The interesting point there is that Jack Holder, at that point, had only scored six points through the course of the evening. You had other riders that you know might have you, you might have argued the fact that they perhaps deserve their place in Heat 15. I know there was a big old long discussion in the pits with Simon Stead and the riders as to who, who exactly would go out there and do the job. But Jack Holder delivering right at the moment when he needed it most. Yeah, I guess that's why, why if you've got a GP rider in and I think he's at number one now at the moment. Um, you, you're going to back them in the big races and obviously Stead's made the right call there. Um, throughout the night, sometimes if you're just looking at the scores, that maybe that's a true reflection of what's happening on the track. And um, yeah, obviously he's made the right call and he's, he's done the job there, which is what you want from your, from your, your big name riders. So um, yeah, Wolves are, Wolves are a very good team. I think Sheffield's a very good team. And I think nowadays, obviously you see a lot more away victories or, or home defeats and it's a lot more even. The boys are a lot more used because they race on the same tracks so regularly now. I don't think you have so much of a home advantage, so it is a lot on the night. Who's who's the best team on the night? And um, yeah, it's. I think the league's very close. I think the standard of the league. I know Peterborough are a little bit tailed off at the bottom a little bit, but they've got more than enough time to to pull that back in. And I think it's going to be very. The final table will be very close throughout the year. 
And racing at, at Sheffield, of course, there is a quite a bit of home advantage there. You always notice the riders that have had experience of that track know exactly where to put the bike. It's not, you know, there is, there is. I mean, every, I think every track does have its quirks, but Sheffield being so fast, being so specific with where you need to put the bike, as an away team, when you go there, do you know that you, you're up against it perhaps if you haven't got riders with that experience of, of that place? Yeah, it is a tough place to go. It always has been. Um Big, big, fast track. I think the both bends are slightly different in shape. It's kind of a, a different, different type track. So, yeah, you want the experience, the experience there to do it. And I think you need to go there as confidence, as win a confident team, <clears throat> um, because of the track surface. It's quite grippy. Obviously, it's fast. So if you if you go there with a team that's slightly down on confidence already, it's going to make it kind of like amplifies that going to Sheffield. So, um, and they've yeah they've certainly got they've got a good team this year as well, very solid throughout. So they've obviously made a change this week with Jake coming in, which on paper and in theory should should make them stronger again. Um, but it depends on Jake getting back to where 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 we all know he can be in in the Premiership. Of course, Jake was racing with you last season. So, what what does he bring to the team? Yeah, we've had Jake's had two great years with us. So very much hope at some point he'll be back back a part of it. Which um, didn't quite work out last year, but um, <clears throat> yeah, very, very talented professional guy. So, you know, he lost a bit of confidence and things didn't quite go for him last year, and he's building himself up back up this year. And um, if he clicks in. Back to where I know it can be. I mean, Sheffield are looking, uh, yeah, looking a proper force. That's Richie Hawkins, Ipswich team manager. And uh, in a few moments, we're going to have a look ahead to the Premiership pairs. Round two takes place at Ipswich Foxhall Stadium on Thursday evening with two of the best from each of the Premiership six sides going head-to-head in a meeting that really is like Heat 13 and Heat 15, one after the other. And uh, the team that comes out top will get another 12 points towards winning that Premiership Pairs Championship trophy. But more about that to come in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back. I'm Ian Brannan. My guest in this episode is Richie Hawkins, the Ipswich team manager. Still to come, we've got interviews with Plymouth's Gary May, Jason Edwards, who's a man very much in demand at the moment across British Speedway for his uh, reserve guest appearances. And we'll also hear from Joe Olcock as well, who was back at uh, Newcastle Speedway in the pits at the weekend after suffering that uh, horrific injury to his leg just a couple of weeks ago. So we'll hear how he's getting on and his plans on whether he's going to be getting back on a bike anytime soon or not. Clearly, he's got a long recovery yet, but he does have plans. Hear about that in just a while. Right now, let's talk about the Premiership Pairs competition, which returns for round two this Thursday at Ipswich's Foxhall Stadium. Now, Richie Hawkins, the Ipswich team manager, is with us, and he's not alone in shuffling his pack ahead of the second round of this contest. Of course, the scores roll over from round to round. We'll have a, a winner declared, um, if not before, certainly at the National Speedway Stadium in September when the Bellevue round takes place. That'll be the sixth and final round, of course. But for this week, we do have one or two team changes. Um, Richie, can you talk us through your team? Because you have swapped out Danny King. Troy Batchelor comes into the side. Um, tell us about the uh, the choices you've made deciding your pair for this particular round on your home track. Um, I think really 
Doyle, Doyle picks himself, certainly at the moment. Um, and then uh, there's a choice to make. Danny's not, Danny's not started the season great um, by any means. I think he's getting better now. He's got new new engine and um, progressing. And for our league campaign, or if you like, I think it would have been good to give him a, another meeting to try his motor out, but it's not really the place to be doing it. So... Um, we want to do well in this Pairs competition and we've, we didn't start well at Peterborough. So um, Troy's had a lot of Heat 15s. Um, stepped up since I put him to number five. He's really stepped up another level. And uh, I think he's, he's he, des- he deserves his shot. And um, But we also had another option with Eric who um, was superb last week at home in our last home meeting. And as, to be fair, he's been very good all season. Um so the choice kind of I couldn't justify putting Danny in, no way. So the kind of the choice was between Eric and Troy. And um I spoke to Eric at length um about it. He's got um he's got no red car meetings this week, I don't believe. Uh, we've got not had anything when we didn't have anything on Monday, so you know the thoughts was I said to him, Go back to go home, go to Germany, have a week with your family and um take a week off and certainly happy happy to have Troy in the team. Um, and then we'll look at it again going, when we're going to King's Inn at the next round. Because in Eric Riss, and we haven't really spoken about Eric, but you know, he's, he goes under the radar, but he is a world champion <laughs> in, 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 lock tra- in long track. Um, big on that scene, and, and, and they won the world team um, championship, didn't they, Germany, in, in the long track recently. And if you're not... If you're not on the long track uh, radar, then you know he's he's one of the top top riders in the world as far as that goes. Because you, you could potentially have two world champions in your team. Yeah, but he's not. I don't think he's doing it and doing much long track this year. But it's funny, it made me laugh. And it, it was the world long track, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm just doing a bit of long track, <laughs> like it's nothing." And it comes back with another world title. I see him next week. I'm like, "Well, you got another world world title then, mate." Yeah, so he's obviously got that mentality. If you can win a world title, whether that's long track speed, you must have a strong mentality and handle the pressure and everything. And um, I think he's been really well um, since coming in. I think, yeah, he's someone I would have liked to have had for a few years. Same as Doily, um, but not been possible. <clears throat> um, but yeah, he's fit, fitting in well, and I think he's really enjoying his time at team. You know, I didn't really know Eric that well um, before before this season, but we think we seem to be building up quite a good relationship between ourselves. And um, yeah, he's, he's he's been a pleasure, and I think he's he's going to get stronger and better throughout the season as well. And it comes from good stock, of course. His dad's Gerd Riss. Many will remember him from uh, way back when as well. Let's have a look at the full lineups then for round two of the Premiership pairs at Ipswich. And uh, here are the lineups Bellevue, Mate Zagar, Brady Kurtz, and Tom Brennan as the rising star. Each team has to track a rising star, of course, amongst their lineup. And that rising star must have at least one ride. Ipswich with Jason Doyle, Troy Batchelor, and Danian Hume. Kings Lynn, Richard Lawson, Josh Pickering and Jake Mulford. Peterborough, Chris Harris, Hans Anderson and Jordan Jenkins. Sheffield with Adam Ellis, Tobias Muzilak and Connor Mountain. And Wolverhampton will be with Sam Masters, Ryan Douglas and Leon Flint. So um, obviously those are the lineups. A few changes there. I think Wolverhampton are as was and I think Kings Lynn as well but the others have all made some some tweaks and shuffling the pack for, for various reasons as you've heard already in this uh, this podcast today. The Rising Stars have to have at least one ride as mentioned. Um, we saw 
at Peterborough in round one, the Rising Stars held on to for the, for the last round of races in the later end of the meeting. That was because there was a threat of rain and um, many held on until those final races. The, the weather forecast is going to be much different for this Thursday. Uh, do you think there'll be a, a difference where the, where the Rising Stars get used this time round? Made complete sense to leave them until the final heats because, to be honest, I didn't think we were going to get through the whole meeting. I thought we were going to be cancelled. I think it was heat 12 I believe that then a result would go and I thought if we can make it to heat 12 but obviously the rain the rain stayed off and um, <clears throat> yeah we, 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 we have to use them so yeah the last ride was a completely logical situation certainly a choice to make there but with with on our home track especially with Danian um, I think he's, he's already shown he's more than capable of beating some of them riders that really has been and already this year and he's more than capable of beating some of them riders that are in the meeting. So yeah, I might um obviously see see yeah, see how, how Doylean and Batch are going, but I think certainly wouldn't be scared of putting Danian in at the moment and um I don't I don't he he's certainly got a got a chance of scoring points. Now you do have home advantage but that isn't always quite as much as uh, as perhaps you would hope because at this level the riders who are going to be visiting all know exactly what to expect of the the Foxhall circuit and you've got riders just to single out one Sam Masters who was on a on a maximum going into the final heat on his last visit a few weeks ago and plenty of other riders who are going to be uh, in attendance who have got a lot of experience around the Foxhall circuit as well so th- yes you've got home advantage but you're going to have to be on your guard yeah um, well yeah Sam Sam uh, yeah was on a max till heat 15 and he does does fly around Foxhall, um, but Sane flies everywhere at the moment because I think he's topped the averages in both leagues, isn't he? So yeah, Sam's having a brilliant year. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's a lineup full of full of big names. It'll be the strongest lineup we've had at Foxhall for a meeting for for a good number of years, I believe. So yeah, hopefully everyone's out there backing it. Yeah, weather's good, track will be good. We've had some great racing. Um, every race is like a heat fifteen. So. Yeah, it should be a, be a cracking meeting, but yeah, definitely on our home track, we wanna we wanna um yeah we we, we wanna win the meeting and we want to to start sort of we're, we're in fifth at the moment and we need to we need to get some points there for overall to get ourselves up and yeah so hopefully that will um yeah we can we can take advantage of being at home. Yeah, looking forward to it. And, of course, you can't beat Live Speedway. The weather is going to be fantastic. If you haven't been to Foxhall for a while, get yourself down there. 7.30 the start time to see some of the best riders in British Speedway going head-to-head, heat after heat. As we say, it's like heat 13 or heat 15, one after the other, uh, as all of the Premiership sides face each other through the course of the meeting. Um, The side who have the highest scores at the end of the 15 heats go straight through to the final. And then there is uh, a semi final between the, the second and third place team to join whoever uh, is the, the points scorer topper and then they go into the um, into the final and whoever wins that gets 12 points whoever comes second gets 8 and, and so it goes down uh, and uh, that score is then carried along to the next round and if you can't make it in person you can watch it wherever you are in the world thanks to the British Speedway Network who are carrying a live stream so a new dimension here Richie Yeah I think it's a great thing I've seen bits of, bits of it and um was impressive here, obviously. So, so yeah, it seems seems like they're doing a professional, good professional job. And um, yeah, I can't. I think it can only be a plus. I don't, you know, if you're going to watch live speedway, I don't think it's taking 
taking anything off the gate. I think it's just increasing the increasing the amount of people that will watch Speedway and um, yeah, getting it out there. It's only a positive. The more more coverage we can get, the more the more opportunity we can get for people to be watching. The more more ways we can get get people watching is is is, uh, is brilliant. And then yeah, can just all all positive to me. I think about it. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'll be commentating on BSN on Thursday. The show will start at 7 o'clock. We always do like a, a track walk, take you around the track, look at the circuit with one of the riders and some um, pre-match interviews with the team managers and uh, all all the rest of the stuff you would expect. And that will be this Thursday, 7 o'clock, tapes up 7.30 on the British Speedway Network. Of course, you can be there in person at Foxhall Stadium this Thursday night for round two of the Premiership Pairs. The next action in the Premiership then will be on Monday. And just to look ahead to that, Richie, because you're in action, a fairly short hop for you. Peterborough lad, uh, Ipswich at Peterborough at the East of England Arena. You've obviously given a little bit of uh, a little bit of stick to the Peterborough fans, a bit on social media. Scroll down for Peterborough with your snapshot of the league table. Um, but uh, you'll be hoping you don't have to eat your words on uh, on Monday. Yeah, well, yeah, I live in Peterborough still. You know, I'm back, back living sort of in, in the village just outside of Peterborough where I grew up. So, yeah, yeah, obviously I know a lot of the supporters through my dad and growing up at the club all the time. But, um, yeah, yeah, it was a, yeah, a little bit of a joke and... Uh, yeah, we sort of, but you know, it'd be nice to be honest to see Peter Brigg out to fifth and Kings into sixth. I think that'd be the perfect table for us. But uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Wolves hosting Bellevue again. Um, Wolves are a wounded animal, perhaps after being uh, overhauled so comprehensively at the National Speedway Stadium. But going to Monmore again, another tricky track in in the Premiership, and and certainly the form that Wolves are showing, particularly Sam Masters and Steve Worrell together. Uh, I, mean, I can't say they're they're unbeaten, but they're not far off it in, when they're riding together and on form. They're they're very hard to get past, especially around Monmore. Yeah, very good team. Uh, Wolves, especially at home. Um, I can't see him dropping many points at home this season. So I think, yeah, Bellevue will give him a tough test, but it, you know, I think Wolves will be confident going there to to, to taking the win, and they'll be wanting to to stop Bellevue taking a point. So you know, across then the two the two meetings they'll be even. So um, that's kind of that's how I kind of look at it. Anyways, the the two meetings together. Um, so. You know, we sort of drew with Bellevue, if you like, over the course of two meetings and, um, yeah, managed to beat Wolverhampton and, and Kings Lynn. So, you know, they if Wolves, Wolves stop Bellevue getting a, getting a point there on Monday, I think Pete will be happy with that. So turn our attention to the championship for a bit. Um, obviously, you, there's no reason why you would have a, an intimate knowledge of everything that's going on in the championship, but your riders... Many of them do double up uh, in in that league. Um, of course, Danny King, your captain, is uh, also captain at the Paul Pirates, who obviously one of the strongest teams in the league, but not quite as strong as Leicester at this moment in time. And do you keep up to date with what's happening in the championship just for form purposes to see how your riders are getting on there? Yeah, more yeah, more so that yeah, I keep an eye on the results, see how see how the boys doing, see how my mates are doing as well in some teams, and if they're not riding for me. Um, yeah, checking up on people and um, yeah, I know. Obviously, yeah, Leicester won at won at Paul the other week. I think Danny had a shocker, and I think the track was wet and they'd, they'd had wet weather, and you know, kind of probably even up a bit. But uh, might have been a cup. I'm sure Wolves. Yeah, I'm sure Paul won at um, 
Leicester maybe earlier on in the year or certainly pushed them very close. So I mean, Poole look a very good team as well. They look a very good team again this year, as they always are to me. Um, Leicester have certainly, since being in the Championship, have been one of the strongest time teams year on year. And I think both of them will be certainly up there fighting for the for in the semi-finals, finals of the playoffs, I think. Yeah, Leicester have a, a commanding lead at the moment, a 15-point lead at the top of the table. They've ridden four more matches than Glasgow, who are in second place, and Poole, who are on the same amount of points as well. Um, so there's still ground to be caught up with those those matches in hand. But obviously for the for the team, uh, the teams that finish in the top two, they go straight through to the semi-finals. There's quarter-finals in the championship because it's the top six that, that qualify there. And then... In contrast, down the bottom, we've we've got the Birmingham Brummies and, and Newcastle. Newcastle really struggling so far this season. They've got three points, which is just their solitary home win, which was against a, to be fair, a, a depleted Berwick Bandits side at the time. But it's really sort of never rains brick pours with Newcastle. They can't get the win. Riders still remaining injured, and um, just don't seem to be able to pick the points up at the minute. Nah, I think I think. Time, tough times really for Newcastle as a club I think at the moment so hopefully they can turn it round because you know this is a big city we've got we've got a speedway team there you, you'd want a big speedway team in the city and well, and well backed and it's obviously been around a long time but I think it's a tough tough at the moment for everyone obviously I think things didn't work out with Bradley at the start of the year um to bring in is there's the number one Stark has been injured for most of the year, which we're well injured or ill or has had no end of dramas. Um, you know when he's been with us, he's been brilliant, but yeah, he's not he's not he's sort of not been there that much. So I'm sure that's that's affecting um, affecting Newcastle. I think Newcastle and Birmingham kind of both both are both are struggling, I suppose, results wise, um, and probably on a, a little bit of a less budget or didn't get their riders sorted early enough and um, with a bit of a rider shortage you kind of it's um, they're picking up anyone then and it's hard and I think that's made them both probably a little bit weaker well more chat about the championship on the way in the next part of No Breaks No Fear we'll turn the spotlight on perhaps one of the unsung heroes uh, one of the rising stars of British Speedway Jason Edwards who's had a very busy time racing for his own team the Red Car Bears but also recently with the Edinburgh Monarchs and the Leicester Lions uh, in the reserve berths there he's uh, sort of the guest in demand at the moment and boy is he delivering some big scores at the minute so we'll hear from Jason Edwards on life guesting around British Speedway. Uh, we'll also hear from Joe Olcock reflecting on that crash that he had a couple of weeks ago. It was great to see him back in the pits at Newcastle at the weekend and his plans on his recovery from that big injury. All to come here on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back. I'm Ian Brannan. My special guest in this episode is the Ipswich team manager, Richie Hawkins. We're going to continue talking about the championship now and particularly Leicester. They've had a very busy week. First of all, they ended that unbeaten run, 23-match unbeaten run for Pool Pirates at home at Wimborne Road 
with Leicester getting the victory. Last heat decider, 47-43. And the Lions then, at that point, moving eight points clear at the top of the championship. It was their seventh win in succession. They then followed that up with a victory over Plymouth at the Paul Chapman and Sons Arena on uh, Saturday, with Leicester then extending their championship lead to 11 points, beating Plymouth 48-41. Uh, the Lions, at that point, then winning eight successive league matches. And then they raced against Newcastle and uh, fair to say it was an absolute mauling for the Diamonds at the hands of the Lions. And we'll hear from Stuart Dixon on that in just a few moments' time. We're going to hear from Gary May, though. Gary May, the team boss at Plymouth. Plymouth have had a good season, certainly a lot of home strength, um, maybe not so good away from home, but that's Speedway generally, isn't it, uh, Richie? But at home... They've had a, a great season of Plymouth, spearheaded in no small part by Ben Barker, one of your riders as well. And uh, that um, Coliseum Stadium, the, the track there at, uh, at Plymouth, it's a real trick track. It's a fun track um, and um, certainly giving them no, no small amount of home track advantage. Yeah, yeah well, it is a unique track. When I, personally, I liked it. I used to like, like going there and, um, yeah, it was the was a fun track to race on but yeah the if the home team's got dialed in um got something working they'll be very confident and i think somewhere you probably have got home track advantage so um yeah and yeah kind of ben's ben's flying around plymouth and um we're trying to replicate that form for us at ipswich but yeah he's done a lot of laps around there and you can obviously see you know the guys are experienced around that track and um are obviously making that 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 pay for them and um, probably Plymouth, one of Plymouth's best seasons so far for a, for a long, long time, I would have thought. Well, in the clash at the Paul Chapman and Sons Arena, you have to say that Plymouth ran Leicester fairly close. It's a circuit that many have struggled with. 48-41, the final score in favour of the Lions. But both sides saw a rider withdrawn. Leicester's Connor Mountain looped at the start in Heat 1. Plymouth's Harry McGurk crashed heavily in Heat 2. Neither took any further part. Nick Morris scored 14 for the Lions, dropping his only point to the guest Scott Nichols in Heat 13, whilst reserve Dan Thompson scored 10. We can hear from the Plymouth team manager right now Gary May who's been reflecting on that uh, well it was a hard fought match at 48-41 at the Paul Chapman and Sons Arena he's been speaking to Dave Rowe yeah you know we, we rode really well today you know we um, we, we matched him uh, just our reserve really but he tried his heart out you know what I mean having seven rides he still tried but less was a place hard to come to he could get anything done you know I didn't get a point but, you know, glad the way we rode. And that may be over two legs, you know. Things could happen, do you know what I mean? Well, it was 60-30, wasn't it, at, at Plymouth between you earlier in the season? I'm not saying that will happen again, but you're so strong at home that it, it must be encouraging. Yeah, yeah, encouraging. You know, we, we uh, beat M60-13. It's quite easy, but it's another day yeah. and another thing. But then we've got to come back here again, you know. But, no, I thought my boys rode well tonight. And, uh, you know, just that little bit of reserve. And, you know, he, he tried hard. He, he was in scoring positions and we could have took a point, you know what I mean? But it was really good meeting. Fantastic. What's the update on Harry McGurk? What, what's he done? He just uh, split his uh, lip and a bit in his mouth, but he was a bit shaken up. You know, it was a big crash, so... Hopefully he'll be back for Birmingham on uh, Wednesday, um, where we go again, and that's a must-win situation. Yeah. Funny thing was, of course, you were seven points down, ended up getting a 4-2 in 8-13, where maybe you might not quite have wanted it. <laughs> yeah, no. and I, I said to Stuart afterwards, a good little move, uh, tell how, Carl Howarth to come last. And, 
and uh, you know it's a good move but you know because otherwise I would have come back with all 814 with Scotty and uh, attack sub but no it's a good move and you know that's why he's a, one of the top managers do you know what I mean so yeah it was good but I'll match him for that you know what I mean? <laughs> look forward to that cheers Gary thank okay, you thank you yeah, well, it was a busy week, as I mentioned, for Stuart Dixon. And uh, Leicester then followed that victory against Plymouth up on this Saturday with a record-breaking win on the Sunday. Leicester Heat leaders Richie Worrell, Kyle Howarth and Nick Morris all scoring maximums in their 62-28 romp at Newcastle. The Lions' club record away win, and it was the second time in successive home fixtures that the Diamonds have conceded 62 points. The visitors also dominated at reserve with Dan Thompson scoring 10 plus 1 and guest Jason Edwards with 10 plus 5, unbeaten by a Newcastle rider until he appeared in heat 15 James Wright scored 11 for the hosts well let's hear from Stuart Dixon right now and uh, one of the men who scored a maximum in that fixture against Newcastle Kyle Howarth chatting with Hayley Bromley from the British Speedway Network steady nice work um, <laughs> you know we can't complain with that but this is what we've come to do and like I said at the start of the interview we even though we know Newcastle are a bit weaker in places we don't take it for granted and we come here to win and from heat 1 to 15 and that's what we did you certainly did I mean Stuart like you say your boys knew they have a job to do even yep. though they were you know pretty much blazing away with it after four races you can't be complacent in these situations because there's nothing more dangerous than a wounded team they have a tendency to bite back yep. but again your boys have delivered and then some yeah we had a serious team talk um, you know it was the utmost respect for Newcastle before the meeting Kyle will testify to that we had a serious chat on the track walk um, we lost here last season you know what I mean um, which, which hurt us uh, with a very good season last season so it shows you it, it, it can happen in Speedway uh, but we were we were thoroughly professional today we were ruthless um, and um, we, we, we got the job done and as you say you mentioned the maximums for the riders and uh, it, was, it was a good solid team effort uh, from us obviously we know Newcastle's got problems but as, a, as a, I'll reiterate our job is to make sure Leicester uh, are doing their job and we've done it today in a very professional manner yeah absolutely I mean you've got to focus on number one when you're in this league it is a ruthless league you know not just yourselves out there looking for glory pool pirates wanting to defend their title there's plenty of other teams with a lot of ambition so like you say very competitive uh, from start to finish this year yeah there certainly is there's um, there's a top two spots up for grabs and then you've got the the other four places for the top six you know so um it's um you want to you've got to maximize the points you know other teams no offense what will target probably Newcastle for, for, for three, four points when they're coming here. You've got to make hay when the sun shines, as they say. We have went on a good run. We've picked up a lot of points, as you mentioned, in the last eight or nine days. We've got a wee break now. It's important that we finish that wee run with uh, another victory today. We can dust ourselves down. I know the guys have got National League meetings and, and Premiership meetings, but from a Lions point of view, which is my main focus, we can I can just watch the guys in updates. Hopefully they come through, and then we get ready for our next set of matches coming up again in 12 days' time, yeah. And that next fixture for Leicester Lions is away at Ashfield versus the Glasgow Tigers. How pivotal that one could be, but that's going to be on the 24th of June, so a little time to wait there. As Stuart was mentioning, they do have a little bit of break in uh, fixtures at the moment. One rider who has had uh, a rich vein of form at the moment, and he was racing for Leicester against the Newcastle Diamonds on Sunday, but he was also in action uh, for the Edinburgh Monarchs versus the Birmingham Brummies the other day as well, and he's had a busy time generally in British Speedway over the past couple of weeks is Jason Edwards, one of the rising stars of British Speedway who 
Certainly finds himself as a man in demand at the moment in those reserve berths with some guest bookings. So he caught up with Jason and uh, here he is speaking with Ryan Guest. 2022 so far, certainly been a, a big year, a big year of improvement from yourself as well. Yeah, I said earlier, and it's just nice because it's the most I've ever ridden the bike. Do you know what I mean? I'm obviously in Mildenhall meetings, red car meetings, and I'm doing a bit in that under-24 league. And, yeah, it's brilliant because near enough every other day, sometimes on the trot, it is riding my bike, and that's the coolest thing. And it's kind of showing because I'm just getting a little bit better, a little bit better, and it's nice because although I'm having seven rides a lot and everything, it's consistently getting better. Do you know what I mean? It's not just a good score and a low score. and So that's the biggest thing I'm happy with. And, yeah, just to start some first bends, I mean, this league is they're good at that, and, yeah, I'm excited to fix it up. Not only the, the regular guaranteed meetings that you've got, certainly with the, the average you're currently on, picking up a lot of guest bookings in the championship as well. We've seen you have a, a couple for, for Edinburgh, uh, one for, for Leicester as well. Hitting some big points down at reserves for these other championship teams as well. Yeah, while my average is kind of, I don't know what it is, but it's kind of not an unexistent average type thing for me, it's brilliant because I've just got to milk it while I can and get as many meetings as I can because everyone needs a six and seven. And yeah, I'm never going to turn them down because I want to keep riding. And even just for like when red car come back later in the year, I'm getting practice everywhere. And it's nice because I'm like Berwick, I'm near enough there three, three weeks, four weeks in a row. Do you know what I mean? And to go with Berwick every week and get a little bit better, that's ideal. So um, that, that's the best thing, really. Yeah, from a, a red car perspective as well, certainly can't, can't complain too much with, with how things have been going with yourself for the best. Yeah, no, I can't fault the whole club and everything because just everything is for Speedway and, yeah, just the help and support they're giving to everyone. And, yeah, I, it is one of the best clubs in British Speedway and, it's yeah, it's pretty cool to all be part of. And just to write, I know it's a little distance for us from Essex, but it's a brilliant track to turn up to every week. From your own individual uh, point of view as well, um, obviously for, through the, the Rising Star campaign and obviously growing from, from the National League a, a couple of years ago, there was there was a lot of hype about yourself and that with it brings its own pressures, but nevertheless you've always kept your feet on the ground and like I say, it is that constant improvement and, and to be seeing that uh, is, is one thing in itself. Yeah, and that's kind of, you can kind of go National League and get quite high up quickly, but this is where the Championship, they're just that next level and it's you're racing people that are in the top league every week and yeah it's mixing it with them and then trying to beat them and then trying to do that on a regular basis and yeah like I say even just guesting for different teams like even for like Edinburgh Sam and Josh and people like that they're good old riders and I only just use them as examples because just getting on the track walk when they're discussing stuff it opens your eyes to different things and yeah you've got to try and take as much of it as you can and ignore some bits and take as much of others as you can yeah, there's uh, Jason Edwards and uh, putting in some big performances and always with a smile on his face as well when you see him around the pits and uh, best of luck to him. Um, Oxford have signed Aaron Summers as injury cover for Jack Thomas, who broke both wrists in a crash at Kings Lynn on Thursday. Experienced Australian racer Summers announced his retirement at the end of 2021 season with Berwick, but he's now agreed to make a comeback with the Cowley Club. Obviously, there's a link between Berwick and Oxford with the uh, Courtney's being involved, so... Maybe a, a natural progression, you would think, uh, if anybody is going to make a comeback. But great to see Aaron Summers back in British Speedway, Richie. Yeah, obviously we, we, we need riders back. And, um, yeah, great to have Spud back. He's, uh, yeah, I was speaking to uh, Cam yesterday and he said he said that Aaron's coming back and coming in to replace Jack Oxford. So, you know, he feels that's made that, that, that could be a very good signing. And uh, Oxford could be very strong because if, if he comes back anyway, you know, getting to to where he was sort of last year, he's not had that long out, so hopefully it shouldn't 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 affect him too much. Um, yeah, they'll they'll be a very strong side as well, Oxford, and I think Oxford will make changes until um, 
while while they can get into the playoffs, we'll make changes to make themselves real strong and to try and try and make sure you know they're going for the going in the position to be able to challenge for for the title at the end of the year. Um, but yeah, honest pro Aaron, and uh, yeah, very very good solid professional. So yeah, good to have him back. On the subject of Oxford in general, quite a few links between Ipswich and Oxford with uh, Troy Batchelor for one. Um, Ipswich legend Scott Nichols as being another, and of course Jason Crump, who was with the the Witches last season, now the the team manager. Oxford are very much uh, in the hunt for one of the playoff places in their first season back in British Speedway. Um, tell us about making the move from being a rider to being a team manager, because we spoke to Jason Crump a few weeks ago, and you know he was saying it's a little bit strange, perhaps, when you're uh, going on the track walk and then instead of going to the dressing room to get your get your gear on, actually you're just picking your program up and, and waiting for the meeting to start. It's a it's a different situation, but um, he seems to be coping pretty well. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure Justin. You know, he's got so much knowledge, Crumpy, that he can pass on to the riders for. For the young riders in that team, it'll be invaluable what what they can learn off him and, and tap into his knowledge and and help him. And then I know Shrock is there there with him as well, helping him maybe you know on the team managing front as well. So um, I went over to Oxford. I went to one of their first meetings. Thought it was a brilliant setup. Thought Jamie's done a great job. Um, yeah, had a had a great night, and it's awesome to see him back and. You know, hopefully we could see some more come back in the in the future, and we can get some more clubs back going. And um, but yeah, certainly certainly fantastic to see the crowds doing well there. Um, so if Oxford can be successful as a team, that'll only that'll only help as well. Yeah, and an area of the country that's been crying out for Speedway to come back, and and it has done. And I think uh, Oxford in general is a a great club to go and visit if you're in the area for whatever reason on holidays, perhaps with those coming up in the next um, couple of months or so. Factor in a trip to to Oxford because you're going to have a great night out. I can tell you that. And of course, the um, the championship pairs meeting will be there as well the night before the Cardiff Grand Prix so if that's on your way you want to definitely try and get yourself a ticket for that because that'll be a good meeting as well some other news from around British Speedway then Berwick have made some team changes as well they've snapped up rising Danish star Jonas Knudsen uh, and also added Nathan Stoneman to their side who's made the move from uh, from Oxford he's, he's sort of been deputising at reserve at Oxford for the last few weeks or so, uh, whilst Josh McDonald was out. Um, he's made the move now up to Berwick, and Jonas Knudsen is um, one of the SGP2 riders, and he actually made it to the semi-finals of the first round in Prague last month. So exciting to see some upcoming Danish talents into British Speedway once again, Richie. Yeah, certainly did well, yeah, in the um, F2. Uh, yes, it would be like the Speedway GP2, and um, yeah, he did the... Uh, yeah, did great. So yeah, it's nice to nice to see. You know, I think that's what we need. That's not what that's kind of not what we've had for the last quite a few number of years now, where you get the young. I know it's hard for the Swedes, uh, certainly Ipswich with Thursday nights, but maybe young Danes and Swedes they've kind of not been coming to England. They they go and everyone goes and tries to tries to make it in Poland straight away. And um, uh, you know, we've only only really still had the Aussies and 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 you know a few, a few Americans coming over, but we need. We need to be getting, yeah, the, the the Scandinavians back. That'd be great, you know, some extra riders in the league, and yeah, hopefully things will work well for him at, at Berwick. I think. Also, with that, I think it's a big expense to to bring the riders over now, which probably clubs haven't got got the money or the funds to to be bringing riders over, and it's not it's not so easy. Um, 
since we left the EU either. So, yeah, there's there's different factors in it. But, yeah, yeah, I think it's, I don't know the situation with Kyle, but obviously he's a, a very t- talented young young rider, so it'd be nice to see him come back and, and, and um, come back somewhere else and, and um, carry on his progression and sort of sort of click in. I think, you know, I know he, at times, I think I've seen, when I've seen him racing sort of at working turn or, or, or if, when he come in very young, so it's hard, you know, it's hard for the kid, for the confidence, if they get the confidence not to, to carry on and, and be mentally strong enough to, to carry on because Speedway is a very, it's a, it's a very tough game and that's what you're kind of trying to explain it to them all. It is hard and it's, it's I think it's how you take them knocks and, and come back from from them that they'll see you progressing your career or not. And we've seen it many times, of course, in the past, but racing in British Speedway for international riders, certainly the ones that want to make it up the ladder, it's important, isn't it? Because the tracks in our country are much different to, to many of the others that you might find across the continent. I think it make, will make you come into England a, a much uh, more rounded speedway rider than than obviously the Poles, the Poles do, do Poland. and But I think you even see with, I think when, a long time like when Golob come over um I think that that made him a better speedway rider overall you know his his years he got to do in England and that that would have helped him um in his in his sort of world title challenges then um I don't think that would be any different now but I just think the financial rewards in Poland for the top for the top boys are so big that that kind of England gets gets left out but yeah, overall, I think it's, it's probably your best speedway education if you can get to England and ride and um, and race over here. Um, it'd, be, it'd be great for them. And um, yeah, nice to hope for. Hopefully, it can become a trend again. Really. All right, let's have a look at the fixtures then for the week ahead across British Speedway and hopefully you can get along to as many of these matches as possible. Uh, Wednesday at Perry Bar, the Birmingham Brummies are back in action against the Plymouth Gladiators. That game is underway at 7.30. Then on Thursday, it's the big one at your place, Richie. Foxhall Stadium, Ipswich for round two of the Premiership pairs. Some of the best riders in the Premiership League all going head-to-head throughout the course of that. Uh, 17 heats in total. We're promised the weather's going to be fantastic. Fantastic, but Richie, give us the big sell then. Go on then. Get down to Foxhall on Thursday. Yeah, I think it's probably going to be one of the best meetings you've seen at Ipswich for a long time. So, yeah, hopefully we can get everyone down there. Weather's good. Track's been great. Um, very fair racing. And, uh, yeah, certainly top lineup. And, yeah, yes, uh, yeah, big big crowd. And, uh, you know, come and see Jason Doyle doing his stuff because it's certainly a joy to watch at the moment. And then on Friday night, um, a couple of fixtures that can have a bearing at the top of the championship. Glasgow hosting Oxford, uh, of course, with uh, Aaron Summers now in their ranks as well. And he certainly knows his way around uh, Ashfield, that's for sure. And then at Scunthorpe, they're hosting the Pool Pirates. And Scunthorpe, not always the easiest place to go. And, and again, one of those fixtures that maybe has all the ingredients for a, for a cup shock. No, yeah, it can be. Yeah, can be a tough place to go. Let's kind of yeah, see, see how... Uh... Rob gets the gets the track set up, and um, but I'm sure Paul will be going there, believing they can win that meeting. So yeah, that could be another an, another close close contest, and a track that can produce um, terrific racing. 
couple of uh, National League fixtures taking place on Saturday at uh, Berwick. It's Berwick versus Mildenhall and then also Leicester versus Kent in the National League. Both of those getting underway at seven. And speaking of Mildenhall, on Sunday, just the one fixture across uh, Great Britain and that is at Mildenhall. It's a special one as well. The Danny Ayres Memorial. Uh, it's been uh, titled Danny's Day. Starts at two o'clock and the lineup includes Max Clegg, Ben Barker, Jake Allen, Richard Lawson, Cameron Heaps, James Shanes, Ben Morley, Connor Coles, Connor Mountain, Jacob Hook, James Wright, Alfie Botel, Kai Thompson, Danny King, George Congreve and Zane Kennedy. So uh, a good lineup and all for a very important cause, of course. And uh, Richie, um, Danny Ayres, a rider that, that you knew well and uh, an event uh, very close to your heart. Yeah, I'm, I'll be going myself. Um, yeah, great lineup. Um, really looking forward to it. Yeah, and I, you know, I hope everyone comes out and backs it. Um, you know, we all miss 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 Danny so much, and um, yeah, I, I wish we'd have had him in the had him over the last couple of seasons. You know, we could have yeah, we could have really done done you know with Danny Danny about and yeah, he's um, yeah big character. I think the sport misses him terribly, and um, we certainly do, and on a personal level as well. And you know. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll hope it's a, a joyous day and a, a big crowd. Weather looks great down Middle They've got a great lineup, and yeah, I hope everyone comes out and backs it because you know I think it'd be great for his family and um, something we can all show our appreciation for um, what he did in in what in in relative terms ended up a, a, a short career really in the sport, a lot shorter than it should have been. So that's Mildenhall, two o'clock for Danny Ayres Memorial. Danny's Day at uh, Mildenhall, Sunday, 19th of June, which is also Father's Day as well. Monday, um, back to the East of England Arena. Short hop for you, Richie, um, with uh, your team heading to your home patch. Peterborough versus Ipswich, starting at 7.30. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I think also at Peterborough, I believe we're going to have a, um, a junior match afterwards. So, yeah, some extra racing. I hope everyone stays behind and watches that and... Um, yeah, it'd be lovely to have uh, two two Ipswich uh, wins out too. So Peterborough versus Ipswich, and uh, another chance for Wolves and Bellevue to clash once again. Can Bellevue make it two out of two over the course of a week or so as they meet at Monmore this time? Both of those Premiership fixtures at seven thirty on Monday. On Tuesday, it'll be Plymouth versus Newcastle at um, the Coliseum and that's at 7 o'clock and those are your fixtures for the next seven days um, before we go one last interview to bring you and it's Joe Alcock who was present in the pits at the match at the weekend between Newcastle and Leicester of course Joe was involved with Leicester and Scunthorpe um, when he had these big crash at the Eddie Wright Raceway a couple of weeks ago um, and the air ambulance was called. I think that was purely because of the medic that was in the area. Anyway, I'll let Joe tell you the story himself because he's been speaking to Hayley Bromley from the British Speedway Network about that crash and about his treatment and his road to recovery since and details of when he might be looking to get back on a bike again. Here's Joe Alcock. Yeah, it's good to be out and about. Um, yeah, I want, want the best day. I got the guest booking and I thought, yeah, I'll go and go and have some fun and just see where see how we'll go again in the championship and then uh, I was going round I think it was the third lap and I just I just got some drive and it just it just spat me off and then I just went sliding into the um, into the fence and it yeah I'm standing here like this now I've had to have a rod put through my femur uh, and then I've also uh, fractured my T10 in my back and then I've uh, done some ligament damage in my knee. I think it's, it's quite numb at the minute still. Um, so I'm a bit battered and bruised, but 
Yeah, I'll, I'll be all right. It's always frightening, isn't it, when they call for the, he the helicopter because generally that is a real medical emergency. So, like I said, it was fantastic to have you with us and just to see that it, you know, although serious, not as serious as it could have been. Yeah, I think the reason that they come along was because they were like the, the closest paramedic that was there that could come and assess me. Um, and, I mean, they had the one at the track, but I think they needed someone else to come and have a look, and that was the, the closest. Um, so I didn't get a ride in the air ambulance, but, yeah, it it was a relief really because obviously like you say when you when you're in an air ambulance you know you know you you're pretty stuffed yeah and just looking forward now obviously too soon to expect you to tell us when you'd be back on a bike certainly not this season but you know has this dampened your you know passion for the sport or do you see yourself back on a bike in the next few months well, it's funny i had this conversation with mum on the way up that i'm standing here like this but i couldn't wait to come here today and have a watch and uh, like and be around it all again um but I'm open, to be honest, to be back on a bike towards September time. So I might just see how that goes. But, yeah, it's just a, a rough date at the minute. But, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed my time down at Kent. It's been amazing, really, this year. They've, they've done a really good job as well to get it all back together there. Can we expect to see more of you around the country at meetings like this? Are you going to keep your hand in with what's going on in the sport? Yeah, I'm going to uh, Kent at Leicester next Saturday, so I'll go see the boys there and then I'll go down to Kent for the next home meeting and, and show me face and say thank you to the fans, really, because they've, they've helped me out a lot. So there's Joe Alcock. Great to hear from him and, and see him around the pits at Newcastle last weekend. And he's going to be visiting a few other tracks over the, the course of the, the weeks and months while his recovery continues, of course. He's a long way from getting back on a bike at, at this moment in time. But great to hear Richie Hawkins that he's he's targeting you know, before the end of the season to, to get back on board a bike again. And you know that's important for him to have something to aim for, but also important to hear that you know his confidence hasn't been knocked and you know he wants to get back out there as soon as possible. Yeah, be, yeah. Obviously, you know, all the young. We've had a few kids, you know, now with uh, some some uh, bad injuries this year, and hopefully they all, you know, they can all come back stronger. And it is part of the sport. Um, I know how hard it is when you've had big injuries and to come back, and it does take time. But you know, they've got they've got yeah different leagues and opportunities they can race and get the confidence back up and get going. And um, yeah, yeah, it'd be nice to see them all, all back and racing soon. But, yeah, it's kind of a sport part of the sport we have to deal with. And it does, you know, if you can come back, it will make you mentally stronger. Um, and, yeah, I think some of the some of the injuries I had and um, the recovery process and, and going through a year of, like, rehab and stuff, and, you know, that it makes you stronger to deal with things that what you face within life um outside speedway you know speed life could be tough as well as speedway and you know you can you can look back on them and think if you come back from that sort of thing you can sort of deal with a lot so yeah make them stronger people and um yeah but hopefully they can come back strong and, and confidence in, in in their racing as well well, it's been great uh, speaking with you in this episode this week. I know a lot of people have enjoyed hearing from you as well. Richie Hawkins, uh, thanks very much for joining us and, and good luck with your week. I know it's going to be a busy one. Yeah, always busy. Speedway season. So oh, lots of good fun and yeah, hope everyone has a great week and uh, yeah, thanks very much for having me. Richie Hawkins, team manager at the Ipswich, which is our guest this week on No Breaks, No Fear. And you can help Richie's busy week out by turning up to the Premiership pairs at Foxhall. A great lineup, just to run through it again. Uh, Mate Zagar, Brady Kurtz, and Tom Brennan for Bellevue. Ipswich with Jason Doyle, Troy Batchelor, and Daniel Hume. Kingslin with Richard Lawson, Josh Pickering, and Jake Mulford. 
Peterborough have got Chris Harris, Hans Anderson and Jordan Jenkins. Sheffield with Adam Ellis, Tobias Mushalak and Colin Mountain. And Wolverhampton with Sam Masters, Ryan Douglas and Leon Flint. Who will finish top of the pile at the end of that one? Get down there and uh, check it out yourself. Uh, that's uh, Thursday night, 7.30 at Foxhall, a fantastic lineup. And if you're not able to make it or you're somewhere else in the world, then you can watch on British Speedway Network as well, watch.britishspeedway.co.uk for all the details on that. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode of No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. My thanks to a few people who have helped make it happen. Ryan Guest, Dave Rowe, Lee Wilde, Phil Lanning, Joe Appleton, BSN, Clean Cut Sports, Mike Taylor. I think that's everybody. And, of course, you for listening as well. We will be back next Wednesday morning. Keep up to date with everything happening across British Speedway on our social media pages. Wherever you may be heading, get all the updates. If there's any changes to the fixtures, rain-offs, anything like that, we'll always let you know as soon as we know on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And all of the news in one place, of course, at britishspeedway.co.uk. And we'll be back next Wednesday, rounding up everything that's going to happen over the course of the next seven days, uh, not least all that action at Foxhall this Thursday in the Premiership pairs and the Premiership meetings, of course, next Monday and everything else from the Championship and National League and whatever else may occur as well. Join us next week for the next episode of No Breaks, No Fear. Have a good one. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Podcast Network.